Hello, everyone out there. This is Aliza and Auru Sanchez with Converse with Anyone, Anywhere. And guys, we have a bit of a controversial one for you today. Oh, yeah. Something that's a little bit heated, a little bit... Uh, Very spicy. Yeah, you might get some yelling in the middle of it. I don't know. What do you think, Aurus? You might take out some guns, some knives. Guys, get ready for this fight. Yes. <laughs> and that's the key word over here, guys. Fight. Aurus and I went through an experience the other day that got us thinking a lot about what causes people to fight. How much of it do they actually believe mm -hmm. they're saying when they're saying it? Or are they just trying to win the fight because their ego is pushing them? And how much do they feel guilty or do they feel guilty at all during the argument? And we're going to break it down for you and tell you how to check these things. And then we're going to even add in a bonus for you of how to calm yourself down during an argument. That's correct. So well, once again, to reiterate, Aliza, for everyone who's listening out there, right? Mm -hmm. Today we're going to go over what Aliza mentioned, where how can you tell when someone's just arguing because their ego's in the way, right? Am, am I correct? Exactly, exactly. Number two was, how was what, Aliza? Number two is, do they actually believe what they're saying? Or are, 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 are they just arguing to try to beat you, right? Exactly. And even ways to calm yourself, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm, I'm going to start with this one, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, so guys, many, many times, I mean, of course, if you can, it's always better to avoid any arguments or confrontations. It's always better to. But here's one thing to always look out for. People, men or women, no matter who you are from what culture, right, one way or another, our ego is going to get in the way. No, no matter how good of a debater you are or how calm you are or introvert, it's just going to happen one way or another. But one thing I've always noticed is that the more public a person is, like if they're outside with a bunch of friends or co-workers or there's people around them and the argument begins, right, their ego is going to come out to play even more. Why? Because they want to defend themselves. They want to look good in front of other, other people. They want to show that they're the authority. So that's why so many times, if, the, if there's going to be a debate or an argument, the worst place to have it, have it at is in front of people. Because then this person is going to exaggerate more, right? They, they might even yell harder. They, maybe some confrontation, physical confrontation can come because their ego is going to come into play. They want to beat you. They don't want to look as the inferior, and it's so interesting that this literally takes over. It, it, like, it possesses you. And it's so powerful. You have no control over it. So that's the first thing I always, I've noticed. Be careful where you are. Make sure you're not in public because it can go really nasty. Environment makes your ego come out to play. Yeah, you know, what you're saying, it actually makes a ton of sense, Aurus. It really, your ego does come out of play. But yes. I really want to hone in on what you were saying about uh, uh -huh. in public versus not in public. But maybe actually, let's step backwards one step even further. And I want to just break down what you mean by when saying it's your ego coming into play, right? Your ego, when you're in an argument, a lot of times, like if we go to the most basic level, it's just saying like, how dare this person do this to me? How dare they take me for granted like this? How dare they say something like this to me? It's that idea of how dare they. Mm -hmm, correct. But because we're clever human beings and we realize that that's not mature of us to act out on and that's kind of ridiculous to be that arrogant, mm -hmm. we disguise that ego with this is a moral outrage and this is, this is terrible that they did and I have to stand up and do something good about this, you know? Yeah. And you give yourself some rationalizations. Now, they might be perfectly valid, guys. They might be perfectly valid and you should stand up. But there's a difference between standing up and losing your temper. 
So be careful that when you get into these arguments that you're actually saying what you want to say and it's not your ego coming forth. But let's go back into that idea of in public versus in private. Okay. Now, guys, I'm going to tell you a little thing about me. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. Here comes the confession. So I tend to... Like, if I want to go do something, I'm very action-oriented. I want to go get it done. I want to go be the aggressor. I want to just, like, like a roar, you know? Um, so what happens for me is, like, let's say my ego is coming out, and I'm getting very angry. I'm, in my head, I'm, like, I'm, like, superwoman or something. Like, no one mm-hmm. can beat me. So to me, going and arguing with someone in public, not an issue. Mm-hmm. Because I am, believe- I am, like, I have no doubt that I will win this argument because I am so passionate about it in that moment. Uh Now, guys, when you're feeling like that, take a step back. Take a step back. The best approach in that situation is give the other person the option to go into private. Say, listen, I have something I want to discuss with you. Can we go in private? And if they say no, okay, then you can go and have at it there Uh because you at least gave them that option. So it's not your ego pushing it forward. Then it's their ego coming into play as well. You don't have to feel as bad. What do you think? Well, it's actually interesting. Um, I definitely see your point where you say you give them the option. Hey, listen, can we speak in private about a certain term? And, you know, a lot of times it's very 50-50. Some people might say, no, 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 thank you. Because they might feel like, you know, like like, like, like you might hurt them or you're going to hit them. Like some people, like some people, like they might feel that. A little timid mouses. A little, might... they might feel a little intimidated. Like, no, I don't want to be alone with you because it might get out of hand. Some people are like, all right, let's see what you got. I mean, they probably won't say that, but in their head, that's what's going through their head. Right, so it's just very 50-50. I, as a matter of fact, what I've seen and what I've read in books and studies, it says that a lot of times in those moments when you want to get into the debate for whatever the reason is, even if you're right or they're right, right? Take a second. They say, some people say take a second, some people say take a couple minutes, but they say it's better off if you wait a couple hours. Now, I understand that not in every situation you can do that because maybe you won't see this person again or maybe it'll be until a week later until you see them, right? But if the, the case, if you want to fix it that day, wait a couple hours or wait because after a couple hours has gone down and you're heated or they're heated, time passes and that heat of anger goes down and then it's easier to speak on a more logical on a more logical uh, a thought process more logical path the whole point is that you want to be more logical than, than emotional but i understand that sometimes emotions come into play and you know you you guys can go at it or just a heated debate so if you can wait longer if you can't right take a couple minutes and then come back or let's say someone really got you angry and you barely go there get their name Get their name down, write it down on a piece of paper, maybe call their manager later on, or come back to where they work or where you know they'll be next time, and you can speak to them then. And believe it or not, so many times, if you do that approach, you'll think about it and you'll be like, it's not even worth speaking to this person like that. Or like, by the time you get there, you'll realize there was a huge misunderstanding. But now, Lisa, what are some ways that in an argument or in a conversation when it's getting argumentative or there's a debate, how can you tell that they feel guilty during the argument, but they, but they don't want to tell you or they, they don't want to show it? How can you tell that they're guilty, that, that they're feeling it? So one of the, the biggest ways that I've seen that you can tell if someone feels guilty about what they're doing is if they're super, super defensive. Because if someone doesn't feel guilty because 
they feel like they've done the right thing or they they just thought they did what was the right thing and you come up to them and you tell them that they did something wrong they're gonna want to understand you a little bit more they're gonna be like wait what's going on you obviously must have misunderstood something right and they're gonna want to clear up that misunderstanding because in their head it's so obvious to them that they did the right thing so clearly you must have misunderstood something so they want to figure out what went wrong they're more constructive in the way they talk to you they're gonna be like what's going on what do you mean like to break it down for me what happened Mm -hmm. you know Whereas someone who you come up to them and they say that you did something wrong, they're like, no, 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 look at my contract. It says all this. This is all I have to do. Blah, 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 blah. Wow, with that voice? Yeah, that <laughs> voice, exactly. If someone says something in any other voice, guys, they're not guilty. Not kidding, I'm kidding. Um, when they get overly defensive, it's because they feel like they have to protect themselves, right? Now, you don't have to protect yourself if you did the right thing. You just feel that, that need to be like, oh my gosh, protect myself. If either A... This person who's talking to you or the person who's coming to argue with you consistently comes to argue with you and they've trained you to be defensive, that's one thing. But in the case where this is the first time you're speaking with someone, then they shouldn't be so overly defensive. Hmm. It's only like that if they feel like they actually did something wrong. So that's the first thing. Um, And a great example of this actually is... um, Um, My father, actually, he works in a uh, business where he, this business gets sued a lot, right? Mm -hmm. And I one time asked him, I was like, listen, do you get nervous when you're getting sued or anything like that? And he turned to me, he's like, no, I never get nervous because I always know that I did the right thing. I followed the rules. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that kind of blew my mind a little bit because it's true. Like, if you followed the rules, if you did the right thing, there's nothing that they can do to you. That's true, that's true. So you get a sort of calmness from that. So that's one way that I always check to see if they feel guilty or not. How defensive are they being? Mm. What about you? What do you think? Well, I always look at that 100%. Another thing I like to look at is I'm seeing what they're actually telling me. For example, are they hitting the, the points that I'm speaking about? Or are they mentioning only one or two points? Or maybe they're not mentioning any points of my argument and they're... They're dancing around what I said and they're talking about the outer skirts. So, for example, you could probably be... Sp- I've seen this a lot where where someone complains to someone about something else or, or there's like an argument or like a debate and the person who's in fault or who doesn't realize they're in fault, what they'll start to do is they'll, they'll start talking about things that have nothing to do with the argument. Like sometimes people might say, oh, you're just sexist or you're racist mm-hmm. and they'll throw that card out there. That's a prime example of... What are you saying? Like you're talking about things that have nothing to do with what was was mentioned. You're bringing other things that have nothing to do with this. And when you start hearing people bring topics or bring points that were never mentioned or were never even alluded to, never even alluded to, then you know that they're being defensive. You know that that they're on their their they, their inner guard is really high because they're trying to find other ways to block themselves, to back themselves because they're in a corner. They feel mentally like they're in a corner and they can't back out of this corner. Like how do I get out of it? So what the, what is it that they do? They mention every other thing that was not mentioned so they can get out of them. And a lot of times what they'll do, they'll raise their voice or they'll bring people into the argument. Yeah, get validation. To get validation to back themselves mm-hmm. so they so mentally they can feel more comfortable and it's like an escape route. What do you feel about that? I think you're actually 100% right and I'm actually going to build on what you're saying a little bit. Please do. Because you're you're saying that they go for all these other surrounding topics, 
when they see that that doesn't work if you're good enough at arguing and you don't let that let bother you like you don't try and defend all these tiny little arguments you focus on your main argument they're gonna try to get you to act ridiculous right mm-hmm. they'll make really personal comments about you and they'll make it like offensive yes. what they're saying so you get super super passionate and heated up and you know those people that like they get so angry that they make no sense yes they're going to try to get that out of you because the second that you don't make sense in an argument or the second that you seem ridiculous, you lost. Like, have you ever seen like, um, well, I'm sure everyone's seen this in their personal life that when you get overly emotional and you just like end up saying like, well, you're the worst and I hate you. Like, yes. that's when you lost. <laughs> you no longer have a point. Uh-huh. They're going to try to do that to you because they sense that they're losing on the logic realm. So they're going to want to pull you into the emotional realm. So they're going to come at you like say like, oh, well, there must be something wrong in your personal life. Um, maybe you don't have a good relationship. Maybe you feel like you get ever you need to get everything you want, but that's not how life works. Like things yep. like that. They're going to just they're going to just come at you with that. When you're arguing with someone like that, ignore it, guys. If you don't engage, it takes two to tango. If you don't engage in it, then they can't, they can't keep bringing it up. Yeah. It's that simple. You're 100% correct. And for those of you, right, who, who, who have been in an argument and then you start bringing personal things about this person, some there, there's always a debate, right, Aliza? Mm-hmm. Some people say that you should tell people in their faces that maybe they're just being emotional because they have other baggage in their life and they're just releasing this baggage on them. Other people say that you shouldn't do that. I personally believe of not only my own opinion but what studies and other books have shown on self-development and on about negotiation, you should definitely not tell people, hey, listen, I know you have your own emotional baggage. Just what Aliza mentioned. You know, people say, hey, listen, I know you have your own problems or you're going through this and that, but that's not my problem. Once you start going down that route, you're going to even trigger that person even more. So if, if, if the whole debate, the whole argument was at a level four, it's going to escalate to a seven or eight now because now you're, truly, you're really hitting on spots that maybe for that person is extremely sensitive. So maybe you were getting to a point and you were realizing that this person, right, they're, they're just being sensitive or they make no sense. But now that you mentioned this, now this person can come back at you and say, listen, What's, what's the matter with you bringing my own personal things, things that have nothing to do with this argument? And in a way, they're right. Maybe a lot of times, bringing up personal things will not benefit you at all. I'm not saying always, but there's certain times where you can do it. But many times, do not do it. You will trigger them even, even more. And a lot of times, that can even lead to physical stuff. We're trying to avoid that. So the, I guess these, these are some, some good tips that everyone can use to truly either find out if someone's guilty if someone's guilty during the argument, and what else, Aliza? Um, if your ego is coming to play and in the you, argument, I think. Yeah, and if your ego is coming to play. You know, we want to mention what are some ways to calm yourself down. But guess what, guys? That'll be another episode. Oh, yeah. Cliffhanger. <laughs> How do you guys feel? Uh, before we actually break, can I ask you one question that Go I'm ahead. curious about? One question. Um, you mentioned that in the books that you've read, they said not to use this. Yes. I'm thinking of one approach where I could see where it might work, and I want to hear your thoughts on it. Go. Or like, let's say someone's really <laughs> passionate and arguing at you. What if you come at like a super, super empathetic note to them, saying like, listen... I don't know what's going on, but I feel like there might be something else going on over here, and I, I want to help you. Um, and like you're su- like you actually are able to portray that empathy to them, mm-hmm. 
and saying like, listen, I, I don't know what I did. Maybe I communicated something wrong, but maybe there's something else going on. Could we try to solve that? What do you think about that approach? Or what do these books say as well? So I think if you're actually, um, so I think if you come with that approach where you're very empathetic, where you're very empathetic, and you can show this with your tonality. Which is hard to do without being condescending. It is hard. With your tonality, with your voice, and your body language. And if you can show this for more than two minutes, right? Because once you start, once your tonality goes up, once your body language starts to be more exaggerative, exaggerative, I think, wait, is that the word? Exaggerative. That's the word. And you're exaggerating your body language, right? Into more like physical, more violent, right? Then the other person is also going to reciprocate it unless they have self-control, which is very hard. But if you have self-control first and you're not being condescending or sarcastic and you come from a very empathetic approach, then I do believe, yes, you can say, I love what you mentioned. You were like, listen, maybe I misunderstood you or you misunderstood each other. Um, I'm really not trying to argue right now. It's just that I, I, you said this and I'm, I'm saying this. Maybe you're going through something. But see, I mentioned it not in the beginning, but later on. If you say it too early in the beginning of the conversation, they will get offended and then it's a whole spiel. So we just got to be careful. That makes a lot of sense, Aurus. That makes a lot of sense. But guys, be really careful with that approach with the super empathy because it's really, really hard to pull off. Mm-hmm. It's really, really hard, especially when you're in the heat of an argument because it's hard to actually sound that altruistic and that caring an argument because most of the time you're also feeling a little bit insulted, a little bit angry, and it's hard to mask that. So I would use this approach with caution, guys. It is possible, and I have done it. I've also seen you do it, but it is harder. Mm-hmm. But guys, in the next episode... Stay tuned because the next episode, I'm sorry, the next couple episodes, we're actually going to mention how some techniques you can use to reduce your anger, you reduce your ego and not let that come out to play and destroy the whole debate, the whole conversation or build or the rapport you've built with that person. Any last words, Aliza? I hope you guys enjoyed. We certainly enjoyed talking about this. We love this. Guys, thank you guys so much. And of course, till next time.